It's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. And again, I'm totally baffled and confused about what is really expected of me or a woman like me. Maybe you or the man that's listening. So I'm this woman who's much more liberal than the next. And I'm looking to my right as I say this, and then I might as well look to the left because I'm more liberal than you too. I grew up in the 70s, for goodness sake. Sex was ongoing every day and into the night. I was brought up by two people. I call them parents, and I loved them, don't get me wrong. But they were probably more liberal than I could ever be. I mean, I have memories of my boyfriend sleeping in my bedroom with me when I was 15 years old. What parent allows that? Did yours? I can't even wrap my own head around it, and I lived through it. I think I remember my mother telling me once when I asked her, why did you allow this? I think she said, because if we didn't allow it, your head would have exploded and we would have lost you for good. I... (laughs) I just can't imagine allowing any child to rule the roost in that way. I mean, having five of my own kids, I never would have allowed something like that to happen. Even they're in their 20s now. And when they bring their boyfriend or girlfriend to my home to spend time with me for a weekend or a week, I have two extra bedrooms, one for my child and one for their significant other. I don't even let them sleep together in my house after they're in their 20s. How did my parents let me do this when I was 15? All right, so basically what I'm trying to tell you and show you is where my roots came from and what created the soul and the being that I am today. So since my young teens and into my older teens, man, there was a lot of drugs There was a lot of sharing. Like, my best girlfriend and I, if I didn't like a guy that I had just been with, I'd say to her, you try him. I kid you not, this is just the way it was. And she'd do the same with me. And then we would compare notes. I have not met one person in the South where I am living that can relate to any of this. They think I'm some godforsaken specimen from another planet especially the men. I mean, here's the deal. The men secretly love to hear these stories, the things that I've done. Oh my God. But if they get serious about me, they don't want to know what I've done. I just met this one guy that I thought was out of this world. And I don't mean it in a negative way. I mean it in a very positive way. Like he turned me on. I've never met him in my life. We spoke on the phone, emailing, texting, For two and a half weeks. That's how careful I am. I really liked him. Like he was a smart dude. And there was nothing I could say that would baffle him until I got down to the nitty gritty. I don't even want to tell you what that is. But there's something about men that I can't seem to grasp. It's like my dad told me, and this is the truth, I would not make this up. When I was 11, (laughs) this will tell you a lot. And I mean, no disrespect to my father because he was just trying to set me straight and make sure that I understood what the real life lesson in the world was. His words to me were, 
Robbie, that's what he called me. When you're in public, act like a lady. But when you're in the bedroom, act like a whore. So, what daughter would not do what her father suggested? I was a daddy's girl. Maybe I started a little bit early, not 11. But, you know, when I was 15, 16 years old, those words were buzzing in the back of my brain. And I also knew that he and my mom did not have a very active sex life. She would complain about it to me. He would complain about her to me. So I had all of this static in my head since the time I was young, little, not mature enough to understand it. But now I'm a grown-up. I'm a big girl now. And when I talk to other women, most of them relate to everything I say. For instance, if I say to a woman, I would love to have a really strong, unbelievably clickable relationship with the man of my dreams so that I could have sex all day and all night. She gets it. But if I turn around and say that to the man that I'm interested in, they look at me like I am possessed. They secretly love to know that I love sex and I want to have sex all the time. But they don't like to know that I might have said the same thing to somebody else in my past. What? This is ridiculous. How long do I have to own my past in order for you, my male friend, to get over it? Is there a statute of limitations? Now, let me try this from a different angle. I'm really dazed and confused at this time. This is what I think. What I really want is somebody that when I look at them, I want to be turned on, like physiologically, not just mentally. Yes, mentally is a big part of it. Like, I need a smart guy. Somebody smarter than me, preferably, because if they're not smarter than me, I'll walk all over them. It's just the way I am. I can't help it. I don't want to be that way. But if I can look at him and he can make my insides flip-flop and turn me on in that way, like I feel myself getting wet just looking at him. Why should I be afraid to have to be careful not to say that to him when it's what he really wants and wants to hear? Why can't I be that forward woman, the one who says what she feels when she thinks it? What man doesn't secretly want that? I don't understand. Who do they want me to be? Does a man want me to be sweet and sincere and kind? And love him for the way he is and adapt to all of his monstrous habits just because I should? And should I just keep my mouth shut and not really tell somebody what I feel and what they do to me and what I want them to do to me and how I want them to touch me and and how I want to feel like a flower that's just opening up and blooming right in front of their eyes, ready to be picked? Why can't men handle this? I'm so serious. I know the most important thing to any man ever is sex. Let's be real here. I could be sitting at home with the children or working 
or cleaning or doing anything. And when my husband or my man comes home and I look at him expectantly for maybe just a conversation to say, hi, how was your day, big guy? All he really wants is to get laid. Now, do I sit in judgment of him because that's what he's thinking the minute he walks in the door? Hell no, because that's all I want. After all those years of dealing with the kids and all those years of carpooling and dealing with women who said they were my friends but really weren't and fighting with teachers because of something that my child did that my child may not have done. It might have been the teacher's fault. I learned that late in life. When he walks in the door, he thinks that I am just exhausted and worn out from all of that bullshit that I just said. And I look at him and I know that man just wants to have sex. So why can't I be compliant? What is stopping them from allowing me to be who I am? I love sex. I'm not a nymphomaniac. I'm just a woman who's real. There's nothing I'd rather do. I kid you not. I would much rather lay on my back in the bedroom with the man of my dreams on top of me than to get dressed and put on makeup and go out and sit at a bar and talk to strangers or even go see a play. My DNA is sexual, sensual, passionate. Let me be the center of your attention. I'm not ostentatious. I'm not in your face. I'm just seductive. I get turned on when I know I've turned you on. What's wrong with that? Don't you feel like that too? If you do, why do we have to pretend that it's not all about sex? There isn't a woman I know that's my friend. I mean, my personal friend that doesn't think just like me. We're all sexaholics. How could I make this up? I don't have a lot of girlfriends. <laughs> That's for sure. But the ones that I have are just like me. And every one of them is as frustrated as I am. Because we're supposed to be good girls until we find that guy. Once we find that guy, we still have to be good girls in public. And if we're lucky, we get to be bad girls in the bedroom. Just like my dad told me. But it's that line in the sand that I tend to cross over now and again. Well, maybe more now than again. Because when I act like that in the bedroom, when I'm with the guy I want to be with, when we leave the bedroom and we go out, I'm looking for a bathroom that I can pull him into. I want to find a closet that maybe janitors only use and grab my man and say, let's try it here. I want to pull the car over on the side of a highway and lay down on the hood. It might be cold, but it's a memory to hang on to and dream about for the moments I'm not with him. Do you get that? Life should be about fantasies because everything is so real all the time. We have so much responsibility as an adult. I don't even know how we've survived 
after school loans and after raising our children and after keeping a house clean and safe and taking care of our husbands in the way that a wife should. Not necessarily sexually, but I mean, even back then I can remember being exhausted, so tired that as sexual a person as I was, I didn't want to have anything to do with him in that way because when I looked at him, I just didn't see the man anymore that I was turned on to. I saw full ahead, straight on responsibility. That's what I would see when I would look at my husband. Financial stress. I didn't see sex. And now I do, just not with him. So why, after all these years of having to live in that lifestyle, probably between the ages of 18 and 30, because at 18 to 20, you know, we're involved in a relationship and we're trying to be grown-ups, even though we're not. And then we find somebody at the age somewhere between 25 and 28, let's just say, and we are grown-ups. We have to act like grown-ups. And then comes all the responsibilities that go along with having to be a grown-up. So now that we're past those stages in life and we have a little bit of freedom, why can't we just be ourselves and say what's on our minds like I'm trying to do right now? All I want is to be with somebody that's smart, good-looking, honest, sincere, doesn't talk out of two sides of his mouth, and can give me sex whenever I want it. In all kinds of different positions. I kid you not. I'm very flexible. As are you. It's just time already. Let us be the woman. Let us be the whore, the slut. Whatever we want to call ourselves, let us. We'll own it and we'll live up to it. If you're the right guy. If I want to get laid in a car, on a car, beside a car, or over a car, I will. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. I don't care who you are. If I want to walk into a restaurant and sit at a bar by myself and walk out with someone else, I will. And you can shake your head at me, point your finger at me. I don't care. It's my life. It's my time. And this is what I want to do. So here's the problem, okay? When we find him, even at this late age, do we tell him what we've been doing in the interim? I mean, is there a chance that he may find out that we've been a little looser than normal <laughs> in our later years? Let me put it this way. Is it something that you will fear? He will find out, not because of you telling him, but because he'll hear it from somebody else. Do you run in the same circles? I mean, this is the problem. Even though we're old enough to make our own decisions, and we're trying to be patient while waiting for the right man. We're not nuns. We're not perfect. So we do what we do to bide time, to get through until we find him. And then we find him and we have to tell the truth because that's just who we are. We have to tell the truth about where we've been for the last few years, right? And the man that we've been looking for 
looks at us like we have horns growing out of our heads. They can't possibly imagine being with a woman who's done what we've done, and yet they want us because the things we've done are what they want us to do with them. Am I clear here? Oh, I am so perturbed, mixed up, concerned, and baffled by the whole scenario. I just recently talked to a man that I really liked, as I was saying earlier, and we got to the subject of sex. And I was just being me. <laughs> you know, I told him that I had been free. <laughs> I don't mean free, like free, but I mean, I can't say loose. That's not what I've been, but just carefree. That's the word I'm looking for. And I also told him that I didn't have any sexual hangups. One thing led to another. He was thrilled to hear that I was what I said I was. But the more we spoke and the more open I became, the more hesitant he became. And I realized. He's just like everybody else. I thought he was somebody special. I thought he was somebody that I could just say, you know what? Take me. Do what you want with me. It's all I'm looking for. You can take me out to dinner if you'd like. But really, all I'll be thinking about while we eat is coming back here to the bedroom. It was too much for him to handle. Do you believe this? I just can't believe it. I would think any man. Would be so excited to know that there is a woman out there that thinks like him. It's a conundrum. It's ridiculous. It's okay for him to think that way, but if I think like him, I'm a slut, or I've done very bad things. <laughs> Quote unquote. <laughs> He should only know what I've done. Geez, oh man! I only told him the tip of the iceberg. I'm not an idiot. I guess maybe I am because he still walked away. I scared him. What man becomes frightened of a woman who's more sexual than he is? I think that's the crux of my whole conversation here. I just couldn't get the words out right. I want to get laid more than you do. You see. How much of a man could you possibly be if I want it more than you do? I threaten them. That's what it's all about. They feel threatened. Maybe they think they can't get it up. Wow! It took me standing here talking to myself to finally figure this out. That's what it is. I want it that much, and I talk about it that freely that they're afraid they're not going to be able to perform the way. I'm expecting them to. Huh. Well, maybe I need a softer approach. <laughs> I don't know, but it's hard to keep a woman like me down, truly. And it's very hard for me to keep my mouth shut. Even my dad used to tell me, "Robin, you and that mouth of yours." Oh, I could still hear him saying it, but now maybe, just maybe, I get it. So, to my girlfriend out there, maybe we need to think before we talk. 
Maybe we need to be a little bit smarter and stop expecting men to accept us for who we are. Maybe it's just not possible. Is it Mars versus Venus? I mean, I'm so tired of using that as an analogy, but I'm not seeming to move ahead in that direction. I just wish I could find somebody that doesn't care about my past, only cares about my present, and loves the present I'm offering, not shying away from it. I mean, I'm offering myself with a big freaking bow tied on top, and you can take your time and pull that ribbon until I slowly unfold. I'm not rushing you, and I'm not expecting you to be Hercules. I'm just expecting you to act like a man. Man up, and let me have my way with you. (laughs) All right, all right. I'm pulling back. But that's what the whole thing is. I believe that maybe women like us are just too much to handle for men in today's world. I mean, they can go online and they can chat and they can text and they can hide behind the computer and never, ever have to show their face or show their timidity. Is that even a word? It just rolled off my tongue. But men today are probably scared to death of what's on the other side of the screen. And when they find someone like me or you that's brazen, they probably feel like running like the wind instead of doing us as we'd like them to do. I think it's word choice. I have to come up with a better choice of words. Or maybe I should just stop salivating when I look at them. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm truly not as bad as I'm saying. I'm very classy and I'm very subtle. Until I really get to know you. So when I get to know you, that's when you need to appreciate what's coming out of my mouth. But I don't just barge into a man's world and say, here I am, come and get me. No, I don't do that. I'm multifaceted. I have lots of parts. Just like you do. And we're good sharers. And I play nicely in the sandbox. Don't you? Look, having gone through what I've gone through, I deserve a bye. I've had ovarian cancer twice. In fact, it never goes away. It's just chronic and it's a pain in my ass. But I've gone through chemo twice and I'm still virile. I'm still wanting sex. I had my insides taken out. All the hormonal replacement that I had been using for years My doctor said, "Uh uh-uh, you can't have that anymore because that stirs the cancer genes up and we don't want that to happen. So immediately after a hysterectomy, I wasn't allowed to go back on hormonal replacement. I was scared to death. I had relied on that for my sex drive for years. But guess what? I didn't need it. I found out it wasn't about the replacement. It was about the hormones I already had. They never took a walk. They stayed right where they were. My doctor was flabbergasted, as was I. But I mean, going 
going through all of that, and, and now I'm in a position in life where my children no longer live with me. I have a great job. I look great for what I've gone through. Even if I hadn't gone through it, I still look good. And I still want sex. Okay, there. Now, should he not look at me like I'm crazy? He should thank God for me. I'm a blessing that would fall on a man's lap and want to stay there. What doesn't he get? That's what I'm going to call this podcast. What doesn't he get? All right. I've just about ranted and raved myself out here. Just tell me that you can relate to something I've said tonight. And if you're not thinking like me because you're stuck in a relationship that you've been with for, let's say, 20, 25 years called your husband, and you think you're going to spend another 20, 25 years with that same person and remain sane, you got another thing coming. This is not the generation for you to be settling. No kidding. Go for the gusto. If you can't fix what you have, get out. Talk to your husband. Do you really want to be stuck with somebody for another 20 years that you're not happy with? Talk. Talk. Even though I'm saying men don't get us, they'll get you if you talk to him because you've been married to him for 20-something years. If he doesn't want to make the change, if he doesn't understand you, and if he thinks you're possessed by the devil, (laughs) it's time for you to leave that relationship and be in the position I'm in. Now, which is the lesser of two evils? To stay unhappy for another 20 years or to remain baffled as I am for an undetermined amount of time. At least I have the ability and the opportunity to try and make it work. If you stay stuck in a relationship to a man that refuses to change anything, you have no shot in hell of being happy. Sure, it's always nice to stay and maintain the lifestyle you know, your friends, your children. Everybody's going to be happy because you haven't made any choices to move, leave, or change. But who out of all those people is the one that's going to be the most unhappy forever? You. Because you know, you secretly know you can make that change and you want to. That's what I did. I needed to make that change. And I've met a few men between the time I got divorced and now, and they're all crazy. Not that I've won the Miss Sanity Award, but they are. They're all crazy. And I'm looking for that one. Just bringing it back around, I'm looking for him. The one that understands me. The one that doesn't ask me to put on airs or lie or hide the truth. The one that wants me as much as I want him. That's all I want. I don't need anything else. I pay my own bills. I have a house. I have a car. My children are taken care of. My health is as good as it gets for right now. I'm in remission. I just want a little bit of happiness. Deserved happiness that comes with sex. Got it? Got it. 
<laughs> I don't even know. I don't know how any man can deal with me. I don't even know how my girlfriends deal with me. I don't know how my parents put up with me. I think sometimes they died because they just couldn't take me anymore. I know, that's a silly thing to say. But it doesn't mean I don't wonder. I mean, I still have to cover my eyes when I see something bloody on TV. I have nightmares when I walk by a wood chipping machine because of a movie I saw when I was 15. I'm very impressionable and outspoken, in case you hadn't noticed. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I could stand here and talk all night, all day. But I've made my point over and over again. It's Robin Marshall. And for the hundredth millionth time, can I please say, it is not sugar mama. It is sugar mom. There's a big difference between the two. I've paid thousands of dollars in trademark fees to my attorney, for God's sake. I don't pay men to have sex. That's a sugar mama. I'll never understand why a woman or a man would have to pay to have sex. But I guess it's better to be a whore than a slut. Give it away for free. <laughs> it's sugar mom, a woman who lives her life less ordinarily than the next. Somebody that recognizes the need for me time and still loves her family and her friends and will give unconditionally, but she knows it's time to take care of herself too. Whatever that means to you may mean something different to me, but it doesn't matter. It's just doing what makes you happy. It's time. You deserve it, whether it's a dance class or getting laid, just like me. It doesn't matter. It makes us happy. That is a sugar mom. And I'll talk to you next time. Promise. It's Robin Marshall. And they call me America's number one sugar mom. Westwood One Podcast Production.